Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Guys, I'm trying a very fun bonus episode out. Uh, I never thought I would talk fiction shows because I'm all about the reality. But Euphoria and Succession are just so, so good. And I have to say the reason I actually watched both these shows and I was like, fine, I'll do it was because of my guest that's here today. She's been on the pod before. She's a TV expert. She's a social media manager. She's a podcaster. She's a content creator. And she is my friend. Kay, hi. Oh, my God. It's so good to see your face and hear your voice. You know, we Mm. keep in contact on the IG, but you have been like, I remember when you first started. Then I remember when you got your timeline together. Then I remember you changed your name. You launched a podcast like you have been killing it. Oh. Thank you for even noticing. That means a lot. Coming from you, you you are you are like she. She's like the hardest working person on IG. She runs three (laughs) accounts. Okay, she runs Bravo Well Black, and she runs the Dip, and she runs her own personal. I will be putting all of the all the handles in the description so you guys can check there when you want if you want to follow her if you don't already. Um, All right, so just icebreaker stuff. Favorite character on Euphoria. Oh my God. I love, I have to say Maddie. I, it's just, when you have that energy, you have that energy, the girls who get it, get it. And the ones who don't will never, you know, I, I see the bad in her, obviously. We saw it all last season, but then I also am just like, this bitch is so bad that you can't respect. You can't disrespect the style. I, I, I kind of have to agree with you. Fez is the easy answer because everyone right. loves Fez. That's, That's like easy. a given. I don't we like we all know we love Fez. Mm-hmm. However, Maddie's my next favorite, too, because she's got housewives energy. She does. <laughs> she's got Vanderpump rules. She's got that like queen she's energy that we love. Yeah, she is a star. <laughs> OK, favorite character in succession. I'm a Kindle girl. I think we all know. That that's my baby boy. Like I would die for him when he had that birthday. I shit you not, <laughs> and he got pushed down. I almost cried. Like I do not shed tears over a fictional white man. I should not be shedding tears over a white man in general. But when he got bullied, 
at his own 40th birthday party and he didn't even get to sing his song. He didn't get to do any of the things that he wanted. His dumbass bitch of a girlfriend didn't get him a good gift. I was like, literally come here. <laughs> I love him so much. What about you? Um, I it's really hard for me to pick on succession because they all fit in this perfect puzzle. Like they all are necessary to the show. Mm-hmm. So like right and when I see this person and they're all horrible. And right when I say I like this one, I'm like, never mind. I like that one. But if I had to pick it, be Roman. Uh, you're a sicko. I am a sicko. <laughs> you're a sicko. You a fucking sicko? I am. I think that I liked his I like his character arc. I like that they've started him off as just a total idiot that would probably not do well. But now he's like stepped up and it's and I I, I get that him and Jerry are completely uncomfortable. But I'm also like, get married. Like, let's <laughs> let's really go here. Like, I really guys I just sleep together. I, like, I want to see it. Just let's go for it. Let's just let's all, all admit Let's all admit you guys. You you want it, Jerry. We can see we can see you want it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start with Euphoria because that's fresh on our minds because we just saw the episode. All right. So you just give me all your thoughts on that last episode and we will, I have a bunch of notes we'll get to. Well, first off, if you guys haven't seen the new episode, if you're waiting like some people for the whole season to air or whatever, that episode, I would definitely put a trigger warning on. Yep. Especially if you know an addict, you are an addict or you lost someone who was an addict. Because the, the first, I think it was the first 15 minutes or 20 minutes, 15 minutes of it when they were in the house, it was just so triggering. Like I broke down in tears because I lost my best friend to addiction like three years ago. So it's like you, you kind of, it puts you back into that spot where it's like, could I, could I have done more? Could I do more? Um, you know, it just puts you in such a dark place, but I just love this episode so much because of all the spots that it takes place. We get a reveal. We get Rue's mom, you know, like interacting with other characters. Like we never saw that before. Good point. Mm -hmm. We get to see Fez have to, you know, take charge again and like deny her like he did last season. We see the scariest woman. Oh my God, Lori. The scare, like she's so calm. She's she's birds. playing it perfectly. She's one hundred percent a woman who had an opiate problem, got clean, and then just had to run game and survive. Absolutely, absolutely, and the birds like it chills. Yes, birds. I watched. So the scene of Rue having to, trying to sneak out. I had to mm-hmm. watch it like it was a horror. I was like plugging my ears because I was like, "Oh God, I can't, I can't handle." We cringe because oh, it's with like, every single with every single bump of the keys. I'm like, "Rue, stop it with the keys!" Exactly. When she dropped those keys, and then the guy is like on the couch, and it's like nothing but like men around her, and I'm just oh. like, "This bitch just has. She's on morphine, like." She's sweating. She doesn't have this bitch's money. Um, like, what's going to happen? And then the police chase. I'm like, I Zendaya is obviously in an exceptional shape. You know, she's been right. Spider-Man. She's been a dancer all her life. But I still don't know how she could pull off these things. And it was revealed that this episode was shot yes. uh, over the span of a month. 
Like, I don't know how she could get in Wu's headspace for a day, much less a month for one episode. I thought the same thing. I thought, wow, when you put it that way, this episode was a marathon for her as an actress. She had to go through so many physical things with so many ups and downs. And like, were they filming other episodes simultaneously? And she kept having to like switch back into this one. That that really added a layer. Just for her sure. as, an, as an actor, it's like, okay, give her the Emmys now. Like, don't even give nominate it. other people. Don't. It's just give them, give them. Um, so for, this was an interesting episode because up until this point this season, I could tell the strategy was to really like push the envelope and build up this this tension, like get us to a point that we were it almost felt irresponsible because Rue. You know, when you're watching like a drug dealer movie and like you get the moment where they're like learning how to deal drugs and then you get the moment yeah. where they're like thriving as they deal drugs and then they right. go down. So it's like we were watching Rue like thriving using drugs and it was kind of like shit. She's making this look. She's fun. a like functional she's, addict. And, and for some reason, her mom, no, no idea what's going on. Rue looks more fucked up this season than she did when she was like post death last right. season. And Rue's mom's like, okay, honey, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I will say though, when she got into that fight with her mom, I was like, beat that ass, mama. Beat yep. that ass. I like the introduction of Elliot to the equation. He was a very smart character choice to bring in because He's cute and he can kind of play both Jules and Rue. So it's like a perfect little high school moment. But then let's give it where he's got this secret on Rue and then he'll eventually have this secret with Jules. And then it's only a matter of time before that explodes. And so I can sort of see what like the first four episodes were just to get here to this point where they were going to just completely detonate a bomb. And then we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, I love the addition of Elliot. I love looking at him. Mm. I love that he's just down with whatever. I like a man that's just, it's whatever. Like, I'm with it all. I'm a fucking slut. Like, whatever. Um, I love that. But I think it came at a cost of me disliking Jules even more than I did before. But in the last episode, it kind of redeemed itself because, you know, she told her mom, which was the right thing to do. But, you know, last season I was mad that she left Rue, but I just felt like she came back and it's like, okay, whatever. But when she started hooking up with Elliot, mm. I'm like, oh, ain't I was that some screaming shit? at the TV. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect that though. Like, when I didn't either. Him, everyone wanted to say, oh, this is Rue's new man. This is Rue's new man. Rue's man is drugs. Okay. Like, Drew's never going to have, she's never going to be able to love someone properly if she's still an addict. But I did not expect her to not only just be with Elliot in front of Rue and in secret, but also when she found out that he was doing drugs with her, she did, she laid down with him and went to sleep. And I'm just like, do you like I hated it. I hated it so much. It made me want to kill her. And then I'm glad that, like, I'm glad that when it opened up in episode five, it was her who told yep. the mom. And I'm like, okay, this is redeeming you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she's. It seems that she's still with Elliot, and I just don't. 
like that in general, but it's because of the whole behind the scenes thing where allegedly, you know, they had to switch some storylines up because some people are refusing to film with other people. So. Oh, can you elaborate on that, please? Okay. So originally the storyline was supposed to be that Jules and Nate were going to be creeping around and, you know, Maddie. Oh, and Maddie would eventually find out. But um, off camera, if you went down their timelines, you would see Jacob Alordi and Hunter Schaefer. Like, they were very close friends. Jules and Nate were very close friends in real life. Uh-huh. And then when Jacob Alordi was spotted with Zendaya, she, like, deleted all the pictures with Hunter, with, with Jacob Alordi. And... um Jacob Elordi wasn't really talking to her. So wait a minute. The rumor hold on. Is that hold on. When Z- there was a rumor that Zendaya and Jacob were hooking up? They were holding hands. They were like a couple. Oh. Yeah, they were a couple. For a pe- In between oh. her dating um, Tom Holland, she's been with Jacob Elordi and Tom Holland like for the last few years. But Jacob Elordi was very short. But yeah, so and, once and Hunter was jealous of that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And it's all so of them as when they're all in the same show together. Oh my god! Exactly. And allegedly, you know, Hunter Schaefer uh, doesn't want to do scenes with Nate, so that completely fucked up the storyline that they originally had planned. And also, another behind the scenes thing that you probably already heard is that Barbie Ferreira and the writer of Before I Got Into uh, an Argument, and that's why so many scenes of Kat got cut, which is why we kind of see her fade into the background. Which She's practically sucks. a background actor right now. Yeah, it sucks because Kat made so many people like feel seen, you know? And even if it's... I, I still don't understand because it was episode two where she had like that breakdown where she's like, oh, I don't feel, you know, sexy. I don't feel like that person or whatever. I'm, I still wonder what they were going to do with her character without cutting the lines because it seemed like she was going down a path that wasn't interesting in the first place. So I'm kind of just like weirded out by that whole thing. And I wish it would have worked out differently. And I also wish that whatever love triangle thing went on, that Hunter Schaefer doesn't want to film with Jacob Lordy and go on because Jules dating Nate in secret would have been a lot more interesting. Especially with Cal, especially with Nate's dad and that exactly. dynamic. And doesn't Fez even say when Cal goes to the liquor store, wherever they were, it's a liquor store, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he goes to the liquor store and Fez says something like, is that because your son is in love with Jules? Mm-hmm. And he's like, say what? So that I wonder if that was even left that over was, from like yeah, that original when stuff. Cal went to Fez's house and like Ash had the gun and it was That's like right. beating, beating him. him. Uh, God, oh. like, please do not give me a child like Ash. Like, that is <laughs> Chucky doll. But yeah, he didn't <laughs> even know that. He had no idea that his son was, you know, dealing with jewels at all. So. It's just so interesting. But now we have Cal having his own storyline. We have now, you know, Zendaya popped the secret. Everyone's like, oh, when is Zendaya going to say it? Well, we're not. When is Zendaya going to say it? When is Maddie and Cassie going to confront each other about what's going on? And Rue was like, oh, 
<laughs> it's going to be okay. I, I'm going to take it one, day by day, Cassie. When are you going to tell Maddie that you're fucking her man? And yes. even though Kat was just like in the background of that scene, Kat like stole the show the way she was mm-hmm. just like keeping Maddie held back, like with her pinky. Yep. I thought she just stole that moment and she didn't even have much and, to like, do. Singing, gasping in the background, being the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I love Cassie's mom. I love that actress. She's done so much. She's done like she was in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Yeah, she's waiting. She's she's just a great character actor. She's actually the only like comedic relief we get on Euphoria because Euphoria is definitely not like succession where succession is funny. Euphoria is not comedy, but you get like Cassie's mom thrown in there and she just kind of she takes me to a good place. Back to (laughs) Kat. I really liked I loved the scene with the influencers all around Mm -hmm. Kat being like, love yourself. And she's like, that's you're not listening. I don't even like myself. I thought that was a very important message because the self-help niche is almost destructive after a while because it's like it's like just jargon that's getting reiterated over and over without really meaning anything. And so I thought I thought that was groundbreaking. And I thought. It was kind of cool to have her just sort of be normal with the boyfriend and not like him and go through, even though she was like such a queen. It's like, OK, let's take her down to like normal high school stuff, because I like when they can dip in and out of that. But then who knows what else they had planned, because she said she didn't want to do it. And Sam said, OK, well, you're basically off the show then. Yeah, and I wonder exactly what it was what they were arguing was about. It? Like, if they were screaming, then somebody knows something. Somebody need to DM me something. If you Because it if must have been set. like, because she was doing some dark stuff last season, so it must have been really dark. And she did not I want. I wonder. Because, you know, Sydney Sweeney was talking about how she was talking about, you know, she didn't need certain parts of that, so, that you know mm-hmm. she didn't be nude and sam was fine with that so i don't i can't imagine what they wanted for cat because exactly. it seemed that like he would be fine with taking things out or because cassie wasn't really like a central character last season until like the end like she did have her storyline with McKay. She had a storyline with McKay, but it's like, why are we catering to Cassie more so than Kat? But then I also have to think about the fact that Sydney Sweeney also blew up with that HBO show. The White Lotus. White Lotus, yeah. I didn't watch it either. I I saw I saw one episode of it. And I was like, this is never going to be funny for me. Okay. Okay. Same. I watched one episode, a half an episode was like, I don't get the hype, but I thought it was just me. But if you don't watch it, that's my rule is if you don't watch it, I won't watch it. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you straight (laughs) up. I will never, like, I'm not saying I'll never watch it. I might give season two a chance because what's her name? Oh my God. Aubrey Plaza. I'll be proud. Plaza is going to be on season two. And I love that bitch. Like she's hilarious. You would so they love might her. be able to. <laughs> yes. They might be able to get me to watch it that way. But season one is gone and in the dust. And I really wanted to like it because we got Jennifer Coolidge on it. Mm-hmm. Like me too. Exactly. Anything with Jennifer Coolidge. I'm like, I want to like it. The scene with Kat, like you were saying that it's toxic positivity that was going on. Like it was too 
fucking much. And that's so realistic. But I feel like it's hard because we're always talking about on the internet how you should be nicer to people. And, you know, (laughs) we need influencers that are more realistic, that teach self-love. So it's like, how can we find a middle ground? Exactly. Exactly. Something realistic and not like your typical guru formula. Yeah. Um, I loved the like the making of episode for Lexi's play. I thought that was brilliantly done the way they transitioned from the actual scene into making it look like it was behind the scenes and all of them were being interviewed like ruse, like straight up high, can barely talk (laughs) in like her interview. That was that was a great little bit that they did. I like I'm watching the office and I'm watching you for like, was I munching my snacks too loudly that I didn't see what the fuck happened? Like this changed the channel. It was it was, so it was great. I love Lexi. I think she's kind of a vital character because she reminds you like who Rue was that that innocent friend still who's probably never going to change. She never will be corrupted. She's just like a safe place when they go yeah, to Alexi. It's scene. like they're trying to put her Well, they were trying to put her with Fez. And yeah. I'm like, I don't like this. This is not Lexi. Like, I don't mind if they introduce like a bad boy. Maybe like Elliot. Okay, put it with a crackhead, whatever. But a fucking dope dealer that like kills people. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's for me. I would date Fez, but Lexi that's for me. Date Fez. <laughs> 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 Lexi would not date Fez. She's not safe around Fez. So, was I'm that the need- idea? Were they trying to show like them kind of getting to know each other and then he? beats Nate nearly to death and is it like <laughs> is it like a Lexi going okay never mind not interested or do we think we're going to see more of them I think we're going to see more of it and that's my problem is I don't want to see more of it I want to see her put on display I want to see her yes. like I want to see everything that goes on I want to see them put it on stage I want to see Cassie realize that it's about her like I want to see everyone yeah. in it so I know that everyone is alive and okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But that Oklahoma bit, <laughs> like, why are you dressed like, are you in, are you in Cass's play, Oklahoma? It's like, oh, I'm not having, like, what? It was just so funny. Yeah, because you got Rue going, wait, it's called Oklahoma. And she's like, no, they're doing Oklahoma. And it was just, right. Yeah, really well it's- done. Fez and Rue's relationship is a great, it's just a great concept. He's he was her drug dealer that got her not. I mean, she got herself hooked on drugs, but you know, that's whatever. That's a whole other discussion. But to have him love her so much and be so protective of her um, that yeah. he eventually has to be like whenever Fez puts his foot down, that means you know she's about up. to bottom out. Mm-hmm. And I hate season. to see him do it, but it's kind of hot. Like it's yep. so hot because because he's such a sweet like kind of go with the flow guy (laughs) if you ignore the murders and the drug dealing yeah he's a good guy (laughs) he's i know how does he manage to like be those be those things but still be like the nicest one on the show in my mind when i think of fez i'm like what a sweetie what a doll yeah like what an absolute gem like he should be at Harvard. I but, don't say know. that about Ashtray, though. I am scared as hell of a little Ashtray. Until Lori came on the show, You're right. I was terrified by it. 
Ashtray. And I still am terrified that my little boy. In the first, when we first meet Lori, uh, she's like questioning to, to Fez. She's questioning. She's like, do you trust him? Do you trust her? And he totally vouches for Rue and said he would trust her with his life. And then to have episode five go down the way it did. I was like, oh, yeah, it hurts. It's just there's so many layers of pain that occur when you're dealing with an addict in the family or in the friendship. Right. Um, and I want to know if the blowback is going to come on Rue. Yeah. Or is the blowback going to come on Fez? Mm hmm. And no one knows that she got the 10 grand suitcase, but her. Right. So she's I have a feeling you're right. We're going to see like Lori say to Fez, your girl didn't give me the money and he's going to like front it to get her out of it or something. I hope it's as easy as that. I do, That's too, because she did say like scary ass line. She's like, I could sell you to some really sick people. Mm-hmm. I always she's get like, my well, money back. You don't have enough money here, but you always have something that people want and i'm like oh my god rue is about to get traffic she's about to get trapped up in that bed and i'm just like and someone was like i can't believe a you know a woman would do that but i'm like that's how it is in real life like sex traffickers send a woman to a, a girl or another woman so you fucking feel safe and then that's how you get roped in that's it's the sad true. part about it um the nate Cassie Maddie situation. Um, so it was going to be Jules. I have to wrap my head. That would have been yeah. really deep and really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I thought the Cassie idea was a good idea, I guess, but they really accelerated Cassie's character to make that connection so that she would have more to do. But damn, if that had been Jules but, yeah. and Maddie found out about that. The reason that I feel like it would have been better if it was Jules is because now we don't have McKay anymore. Uh, and, you know, he's has to deal with that drama from last season, what happened to him. And then also Cassie, she had an abortion, didn't she? Like, he doesn't know about. So it's just hard to see her move on, from, which is why she's so fucked up. Like, a, an abortion does a lot to you physically and mentally. Um, so to see her move on from McKay and for him not to even know to go straight to Nate of all people. And you, like, you know your best friend and you know who's the beta and who's the alpha. Yep. So it's like, you are playing with fire and I'm not going to have mercy on you when you no. get that ass beat. Oh, and she because will. If Zendaya, with Rue and her mom and her sister were not there, she would have got that ass whooped. And she would deserve it. And I feel like her mom was was friends with it too. Because it's like her mom knew. Her mom's <laughs> like, you better take it. You gotta take it. Because, <laughs> oh, but also Maddie should have known by the way that she was acting in that damn hot tub. Because I don't care who you are, if you come out with a nipple out basically and you are grabbing on my man in a hot tub, I'm like, hold on now. No. <laughs> And they did a good job of like showing her kind of being on to something and asking, like, why'd you answer that so fast and yeah. picking it up? And then here comes the validation. Oh, acted very well. I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Acted. She's like she perfectly handled like the hyperventilating, but trying to be like, you're crazy. No. And at the crescendo of it again, Cat mm-hmm. is like a background character, but she still stole the show for me trying to like hold Maddie back. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it, I thought she was great. Um, Nate's dad, Cal. 
I know that he seems like a creepy guy, but like watching his origin story of mm-hmm. how he's been suppressing his homosexuality this whole time, it did like kind of make me f- feel for him and his speech when he gets home, that whole scene when he gets home and Nate comes out, the other son, his wife, like the blocking of that scene was really amazing with the staircase and like yeah. showing the different levels. The cinematography of, their- of the whole show is just so good. Like It is, especially this season. Mm-hmm. They got some more money to do some more fun stuff with some filters and some lighting. And so they're playing mm-hmm. with it. Um, what did you think well, about how- this whole scene? I do have sympathy for Cal, but then I also feel like you you've made a choice to have apparently three kids because we don't we don't know what happened to the third kid yet. Oh, that's right. Or, like, oh, that's what's right. <laughs> are we going to find out, or are we just is it, is it just a fuck up, or like what? But um, you made the choice to have multiple kids with this woman and then stay with this woman, and then on the top of that, it's like. You are you you slept with an underage girl, so I understand that you feel like you may not be able to be yourself, and you feel trapped if it's like a small town and you don't want to be judged. That happens in real life, but uh, you're sleeping in hotels with underage girls and then taking it out on your son, who then internalizes it and is aggressive towards other women so i am mm. just like you're still a piece of shit never mind we hate cal <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna change any minds i did love the the throwback and the Grey's anatomy fans are going crazy about it um because his name was Derek or whatever and they were both on Grey's anatomy and those men were fine as hell i love that i love the storyline but just Cal as a character, I hate, and he's still a piece of shit because you made that choice and you're a pedophile. Do you think they were alluding to something? So at one point in the in the origin story, uh, Cal, like young Cal's on the bed and his dad comes in and is like, get up. And he's like, I'm not in the mood or something. Were they alluding to something dark there? Yeah, his that dad I'm- absolutely knew that he was in love with his best friend because he told him to get up. And then he was like, I don't feel well. And he's like, oh, you were fine just now when your friend was here. And okay. then that's when he blurted out, oh, I have a girlfriend. So uh, I'm just like, this is literally, you know, a generational thing that is, you know, festering here and playing out. Did You've seen the Pam and Tommy Hulu series, right? I've seen it. I woke up and watched all three episodes and especially the episode with the talking dick. Now, is it the year of the penis or what? Like, I feel like I feel like TV got together and said, look, guys, we are going to just start showing penises. We're done hiding them. Women show tits. We're showing. Penises. Yeah, because women's have been showing titties since before time. So now it's time to show some dick. OK, and that is for and just like that, we saw a few dicks. We did on and just like that. Did you watch the Sex and the City spinoff? I watched the first episode and was so mad. I I haven't. All right. Well, don't don't waste your time because I I, I didn't mind it because I'm not really the target. Well, I'm the target audience now, but I wasn't the target audience when it came out. So people who are 
who are fans of the OG one will hate it. Yeah. But people who are just watching it to watch it, I'm like, all right, it's a show. Fuck it. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Is? Um, but yeah, Harry's dick. We saw Charlotte's husband's dick, and he had a big dick. She, of course he did. He had to. They had to give him a big old dick. He had a big dick, and I was shocked. And then um, there's a few other bits of unrelevant people. And then in Euphoria, and then <laughs> Pam and Tommy. I'm just like, what a time to be alive, really. What a time. I'm I'm like so immature that I'm still like, oh my God. Same. I, like I will literally text Aaron and I'll text Kendrick and I'll be like, they're showing dick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as if porn does not exist. It's just different when it's on your big ass TV screen it's and you're in the middle of a show that is like giving you an anxiety attack, but all of a sudden, someone takes out their dick and pees on their floor. What? I mean, I I'm like, not, okay, I, I am not complaining. I want to make that clear. I would like more dicks, but it's just shocking. Yeah, we're not used to it. Like, we are going through an adjustment phase because right. this is new to us. We've never seen dicks. Now we got dicks everywhere. I hate saying normalized because it's overused, but normalized. Normalized. On TV. 100%. Just walking, <laughs> men walking around with their dicks all going like that. We need to see yeah. more of it. Realistic <laughs> shit. Okay. Actually, here's a question. What would you rate out of 10 euphoria? Euphoria is actually a 10 out of 10 for me personally. 10 out of 10. Because I am a fan of the production company A24. And A24 is responsible for a lot of pushing the edge like movies um like spring breakers uh zola i think that they produce uncut gems but i'm not completely sure but it would make sense if they did and like this show i went in thinking that it was going to be i was like i'm a fan of the day so that's the only reason that i watched it but when and it's still a possibility on the table if zendaya gets killed off the show will survive. That's yeah. the problem. Because wow. I came there for Zendaya, but now the show is so good with these storylines happening that I will stay there without Zendaya. And that says a lot. Wow. That's a huge compliment to the Thank writing, you. to the other actors. Like that is such a compliment. It's, the it's acting, true, though. It's also like there's no other show where you get these shots. Like, I feel like the show is art, like in itself. Literally. Like, you can take a still from any scene and it'll either feel completely fantasized or realistic. And it's it's just so it's visually pleasing. I love the end of the f- premiere of season two when they did that, like, big flash of light in slow motion on each of them. Like it was like one big picture being taken. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And so, and you know so that, cool. that one scene where I think, yeah, it's Jules and she, it was in season one. I don't know if it was the final episode or after it, but she was on the bike and it was nighttime and she was riding through the bushes and it, it just gave you such an eerie feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could tell the story without any words being said. So for me, it's a 10 out of yeah. 10. What about 10 you? out of 10? I would give it an eight out of 10. 
mm-hmm. because so I do then feel what's your show that's a 10 out of 10. Before you tell me why, what's your show that's a 10 out of 10? Succession. Okay. Succession is a 10 out of 10 because for me, I see a, a couple holes in euphoria. Like, why did Rue's mom suddenly become totally disinterested? Was it just to create this story? I actually don't like the music numbers either on euphoria. They totally pull me out. And if you like them, I see that making sense that it would be. Yeah, I love the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like when they have like a full like the season, the season finale of season one. I was like, OK, I'm totally pulled out of this. Um, so I would give it an eight out of ten purely because it sometimes doesn't quite hit the mark. But succession, That's so strong. It, it's huge, very strong succession. Ten out of ten. Because, also 10 out of 10 for me. Because like the blocking, the the camera work, the acting, the score, um, every single character is so vital and they just don't have a hole that they haven't plugged in. Like every single thing has been properly answered for. And the way they ended season three was mm-hmm. like, because, t- you know, when we're used to watching reality shows, so we're used mm-hmm. to watching, yeah. you know, people be, be people. And right. so when I watch succession or euphoria we're watching writing you know we're mm-hmm. watching it's not just these people being people being messy it's we're watching like writers who've decided this is a cool thing for us to do so with succession every single time something cool happens i'm like wow the writing so like season three finale i was like wow they have just given themselves so many stories now this could yeah. go on for seasons with what they just did mm-hmm. i totally agree with that but it it's a 10 out of 10 for me, even with the holes. Like for you, it has no holes. Oh, okay. for me, it has holes. Like, why do you continue to do the same thing with Kindle every single season? You, you know, have choice thinking, you mean by then like choices in the writing? Yeah, like okay, you break him down to his lowest point every single season, and then at the end, he's the hero, but it kind of doesn't go anywhere. And we've, we've gotten three seasons of this. So season four, they're going to mix it up. Um, what is the point of Naomi being there? Because okay, I do. What, I will agree with that. What is what is she doing? I uh, will agree with, with that, especially season two when she's on the yacht. I'm like, who is this chick? Right. And then we barely know. Three, her. It's like, what is she? What did, what did she bring to the? She wasn't even in the finale. <laughs> so that says a lot. Good point. And. I do like the dynamic, the fucked up dynamic between Tom and Shiv. And I feel like that was the perfect, like him betraying her was the perfect way for the season to end. But it's like, what's going to happen after that? Because if she breaks up with him, Tom isn't really a vital person in the company. But then if she stays with him, and she has to know that he was the one to, you know, call the shot at the last moment. What kind of person is she going to be? And also, it's just why is she with him? You why know, is she it's with after, yeah. season after season. And then with Roman, it's like once I think that he is a good contender to be a successor, he shows me exactly why the fuck he shouldn't be. Like with the dick pic episode. Another, another oh my game. god amazing Love episode it. um yeah oh my like, god <laughs> so it's like kind of it, it gets repetitive with succession 
And I still like it, though. Okay, question. I thought that Tom and mind you, I've rewatched Succession three times. (laughs) And I still am like, what? Because I the business stuff, like when they're talking about merging and like half the time, I just don't get what's going on. I thought that Tom I thought that Tom positioned himself in a position of power. By going to Logan himself in a position of power where he has, you know, Logan owes him one. Okay. But at the end of the day, that means nothing can owe you one, but he doesn't have to pay you because at the end of the day, he's Logan fucking Roy. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're right. Yeah. And so now Shiv is left with the. Because she's alluded to this a few times with him. She said, she's like, when I met you, I was just so broken and I need them mm-hmm. to elaborate. What were you going through, Shiv? What was happening? Because that'll yeah. be a whole that'll be a whole filled in for me, too, because I'm like, can we can we know what that is already? Because exactly. we don't understand what this is right now. I love Tom. I think he's hilarious. He's actually a very smart character because he was like willing to do the grunt work to get to the top. And so he resented he these, to go to jail. He was willing to go to jail. He uh, was making toilet wine. Well, he was figuring out, he how, was to make figuring out how to make toilet wine. But then he sees Shiv and Roman like stepping up, especially Shiv. I feel like he really lacked respect for Shiv and how she was so money and power hungry. And he's like, but you've done nothing. You've literally done. No- I've been in cruises and then willing to go to jail. <laughs> And you're like trying to come in here, you know, like he's like, I was willing to put in the grunt work and you kids like nepotism is real. Um, Logan Roy is like, first of all, that man is like four foot 11. Just so we're clear. Yet he scares everybody. He's so tiny. He's the tiniest little man. I love that for him. though. He's literally short king King, and he scares everybody. Yeah. Like, he, like, like Kieran Culkin's like, he is not hard to look afraid of when we when we say action, because like he is scary. Yeah, he can turn off and, and turn on just like that. And that's why he worries for um, Kendall, because Kendall can't yes. Jeremy strong. Jeremy strong literally lives in that character, which is can be an unhealthy space. Is it not perfect that Jeremy strong is unaware that this is a comedy? <laughs> I think that is the most perfect. Like Kendall needs goes, that. Yeah. Kendall needs to take it that seriously. And so if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, was it the was it the Hollywood reporter? Who did that? The was it Variety? It wasn't Variety, but I think it was either the Hollywood Reporter or like the New Yorker. Oh, I think the, it was the New Yorker. The New Yorker that did it. And they did an he, article. I swear the guy that wrote that had like a vendetta against Jeremy Strong because he talks about how so? they work. I do, because it talks about how they worked together at one point and how he was so annoyed, uh, like at how Daniel Day Lewis was like he was like catering to Daniel Day Lewis. I feel like back then that guy was like one of these days <laughs> I'm going to write an article that makes Jeremy Strong look crazy. Um, I, kind of I feel like the opposite. Tell me, what like, do you, what do you mean? This is exactly what Jeremy Strong wanted and needed because he's the article tells you how he's built his entire career to be in a position where he can be a Kindle Roy. And now he's one of the most known characters on TV. 
So this article, I don't even think was a hit piece because Jeremy Strong himself didn't even talk about it. He just let everyone else talk about it. He let everyone else defend him. And I didn't see where the person was trying to like say that, you know, Jeremy was, takes himself way too seriously uh, and like he's not easy to work with and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't see that in the article. I saw that they were saying that he is a method actor. He's literally lived his life this way, even when he was shooting movies and TV shows. And now that that article came out and it was explosive, it was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. It did exactly what Jeremy wanted because now he has the respect of a Daniel Day-Lewis, of a Jared Leto, of someone who lives and eats and sleeps as a character, and it makes you respect them so much. And you, now you, for some reason, have Anne Hathaway coming out to defend him. You have all these different people coming out to defend him, and he said nothing because he fucking loves it. Just like Kendall would love it. Kendall loves the fucking humiliation. He loves attention. He's a fucking sicko, too. So but now, see, that, was that more just Jeremy Strong understanding that this would work in his favor more than yeah. the actual writer of the article being like, I don't think the I don't think the writer was trying to necessarily do that for Jeremy, though. I think that just was a fun byproduct. It was a byproduct, but I don't think that the writer was trying to make a hit piece on Jeremy the way okay. that everyone is making it seem like it was a hit piece. I think that they were saying, saying these are the facts. Like this man, he does not hang out with the crew. He doesn't want to be talked to. He stays in character. He does not get that, you know, this show is partially a comedy. These are the facts. And then people are mad at the facts. Okay. 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 I guess you're right. To me, it seemed like <laughs> the guy didn't want to show any positive side. He wanted to only show this like difficult, neurotic, like his co-stars don't like working with him. Made sure to say like Kieran Culkin's quote, make sure to put Kieran Culkin's quote of like, well, it doesn't work for me. How he doesn't how how Jeremy doesn't like to rehearse. So to me, it didn't seem like there was any bright spot to it. Like usually they do kind of like glowing, stupid adjectives. Like I walked in and he was wearing a cascading t-shirt of well, white, because whatever. Of how Jeremy present- you, you have to understand that this writer not only knew him before succession, but when he did the interview with him, it's the same person that we're talking about. The same person that doesn't want to rehearse the same person that stays in character, the same person who doesn't want to hang with cast and crew. So it's the way that he's presenting himself. So the way that you're presenting yourself is the way that I'm going to write about you. And you know exactly how you're presenting yourself. You are self-aware enough. So this is like you're saying this is like Jeremy is he is aware of what's happening and is doing it all on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's kind of being Kendall. mm -hmm. He's like he's he's so smart. He's so smart because like he doesn't you know, he doesn't really tweet. He doesn't give that many interviews when he does give interviews he says like shakespearean fucking quotes or mm-hmm. things that you don't understand he is like a white kanye okay he's oh a, my he's, god he's a white he's like kanye. a white kanye wow in real life and on the show so wow that's a great point okay okay 
I can tweak my, I can tweak the perspective and see exactly what you're saying now. Like, this mm-hmm. is all kind of like, remember when Joaquin Phoenix did like a whole year where he was in character and he was literally doing like interviews on Letterman and Leno in that character. And it turned out it was all for this documentary thing he was doing. Oh, uh, yes. It kind of has that energy. Like, he's like, I, I know what I'm doing. I don't really, it, he's, he is such a talented actor that he doesn't really need anyone to write a glowing article about him and about how amazing he is as a human. He just needs the right. press. Okay. And I, I, I think that, yeah, yeah, because now it's just like, wow, Kendall is really Kendall in real life and it's worked for him. Like, uh-huh. this was, because uh, I feel like if he didn't, if he truly thought it was a hit piece or he truly thought it was something negative about him, he would have spoken up and said something yeah. about it or had his PR release a statement about it. My You're right. Was twisted. You are right. You are right they about that. All for this sure. crap. But I, I just, I don't know. But the show, the show is so good. Do you think, okay. Do you think that it's central to the plot that Logan dies? Because that's the question that's on everyone's mind. When is Logan going to die? Okay. Um, And if he dies, like, is that the end of it? Like, before, will he die before choosing a successor? And that'll be, like, the rest of the seasons, them battling it out? Or is he going to choose someone and they're going to go against whoever he chooses? Or is he just, like, the last episode, he basically sold his company. But, you know, I feel like they can always... It takes a while to sell a multi-billion dollar company. It's not like a handshake and a phone call, you know? I don't. Okay. So I don't think they plan on killing Logan anytime soon because the tension of wondering when Logan will die is great because Mm -hmm. you have this dynamic character and like he had a damn heart attack. Like he had, he's about to die any second, but he won't die for quite some time. I do want to have him still be in power and be like bedridden and like in a wheelchair and still very weak, but still very scary and still no, technically in charge. One. He was yeah. really recovering. And then he came in the office with the fucking, like, what is that called? The uh, a cane. And they were yeah. still shaking in their pants. Yeah. I, I just, I could see them dragging that on for a while because there's something terrifying about care. Like the character of Logan being alive when he shouldn't be. It's like, it's a really like cool addition to, cause Logan is so scary, but like, yeah, let's also make him near death. And we're all wondering like, are you going to die? But still being scary, right. almost like a ghost already. Um, so Literally. I don't, I don't want them to kill him anytime soon. Um, I, I want, I want him to go at least like three more seasons. I want them to really take him to like his deathbed. And I think it would be cool if he does. If he cannot bring himself to appoint a successor. I would like it to be left open ended so that they can like duke it out. And fight for it themselves. So, OK, you said that your favorite character is Roman, but who do you think is the best for the company? Kendall. Yeah. Kendall, like I just like Shiv. No, Shiv, absolutely not. She's just she's not. And that's one of the the plot holes for me is like, why does Shiv even want it? Because she doesn't really want it. You know, like she doesn't need it. She isn't from that background. It goes against everything that she stands for. And she thinks she's going to just walk in and make 
that company, which basically owns Fox News, moderate to liberal. <laughs> like, no. No. And what do you think is going to happen with Greg? Greg the Egg. Um, he is going to become a monster. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think. Up, well, yeah, he, <laughs> I think that we might get a season where he's not our little Greggy boy. He's not our little California pizza kitchen eating king that mm-hmm. is America's boyfriend. I think we're going to hate Greg in the upcoming yeah. season because he stepped his pussy up and was like, he needs a soul anyway. Yep. I'm like, well, that's chilling. Uh-huh. And that was so quick. That was and such you a know quick what? turnaround. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should have seen this coming. Because throughout the season, we see him lose the support. Well, we see him flip from Kendall's side to Logan's side. We also see him lose the support of his grandfather. And he immediately decides that he wants to sue Greenpeace. <laughs> That is not in Innocent Greg's no character. He would never sue Greenpeace. No. So then after suing Greenpeace, after switching sides, he's then now trying to date Kendall's assistant and then trying to date like some yogurt influencer, but is also like a princess. <laughs> he is making like these little power plays the whole season that we're laughing at, but we maybe shouldn't be laughing at because he is turning into a monster before our eyes and we still love him, but I don't know if we're still loving next season. I actually think that Greg is the least likable. I know that's a hot take. What? I know that's a hot take because he sold out so fast. And at least with Tom, Tom's put in the work. Greg has barely done anything and he's already <laughs> setting people up, trying to get Tom to say stuff into his microphone that he's got stuff down his shirt. Uh, and he just, he wants all the things and he, but he doesn't quite know how to do it. Um, and when I say Greg is unlikable, I mean that with, as a compliment, <laughs> like they're all. Yeah. But even as a characters. compliment, it's like, Oh my God, because yeah. it's like our one pure person is greg and then after that is jerry obviously but at the end of the day jerry's about her money and i respect that Um. i respect that's what i'm saying jerry has been working for the company forever and she is loyal and she's a soldier and she knows how to make it happen tom will go to jail if you want him to uh (laughs) like kendall is kendall roman is roman shiv is shiv and then there's greg who first season greg is different Second season, third season, it all starts to shift. And I'm like, okay, but what do you do, Greg? Like, what is your skill set at this point? If you're going to join the ranks of these bad people, you need to get a better skill. Yeah. I think that he's there for just purely the comic relief. Comic relief, yeah. And this season, we're going to see him actually, like, make some fucking moves. But you know what? It might not be that way because he was the one who destroyed the people destroyed the papers or had the papers it's like when you think back on it greg were in Greg was in multiple positions of some sort of power but he just didn't really use it to his advantage as he could have mm-hmm. because he's not like smart enough to know how to use the evil side of him yet and he's super fucking young mm-hmm. and that's that's another thing that like stresses me out on 
silk question is that like Kindle is only 40. And like, so then that means that Roman is like 36, 37, and then Shiv is supposed to be like 33, 34. And I just don't think like they they should all be older. Okay. You mean like as a choice, they should have made them older. Yeah, in character they should well no in character, like like they should they Kindle shouldn't have been celebrating his 40th birthday. He should at least be like 44 on the way to 45. Because also the age difference between Connor, who we haven't even brought up, so that says so much. Oh yeah, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't brought up Connor. Um Connor is like 50 years old so i just i don't know it's like huh that's a and great Logan is point. like 80 it's the 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 choices that they make to make the characters should be aged up more hmm, that's that, a very it, good point and even though you know this takes place it, it's for me i had to realize that the show doesn't take place over like years like they're not turning older every season no like we started from season one into season two and it was like what a few weeks later exactly season two into season three that exact same same moment yeah Mm -hmm. the same day so it's like okay you have these characters at the same age and they're starting at the same age of doing all this shit so how is Shiv at like 33 34 even gonna fucking take over a company like that how does Kendall have enough experience to do that? Like that's a plot hole. It's not a hole because they tell you how old they are, but it just doesn't make sense to me. You're right. Yeah. I, I think I would have appreciated Kendall and all of them being bumped up to an older bracket, like make Kendall yeah. 45, make Roman 38, make Shiv mm-hmm. 35, 36. Right. And it's right. just a subtle difference, but I see why that it does. makes a huge difference because yeah. experience wise. Mm-hmm. you're handing over a company to <laughs> children like if this shiver roy gets it they're basically children and kendall just turned 40 40 is really not that old um to have so much experience in running a company you know so i i feel like they should have but it's too late for that but i think about that a lot a lot, <laughs> a, lot. <laughs> like, a lot more than i should you know who and i love what who? For- Frank and Carl. Oh my God. They're so relevant them. and I love they them. don't have to be, they don't have to say anything. I just love like, them because in real the life, sandwich. they're friends. Yes. In real life, they are friends. You can feel that. And so they just like perfectly exist. Play off they're each jaded. Other. Mm-hmm. They're jaded. They're not worried about anything. They're like, I was fired twice and then rehired. <laughs> He's getting a sandwich. Like they, they like ground it somehow. Like it's going to be okay. Cause yeah. they're involved. I love them. I love them too. Like they're good. And then, you know, I think it's Carl. Yeah. Carl has something to do with producing Tiger King. So that was just like the most random fact. (laughs) He does? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, what exactly is going on here? But yeah, they've that they've both been working, booked and working for a very long time. Uh Jerry we love Connor though. Like Connor's amazing. I think Connor's a perfect character. He's the like mm-hmm. firstborn. He's not related to the rest of them with the mom's side. So he's only like right. a half brother. Um, and it's, he's constantly having to remind them that he is the oldest. And yeah. they're like, well, not really. Like you don't really count. <laughs> I'm so rude. 
And he's that actor, too, is just such a brilliant comedy actor. So he every line he delivers, even when it's serious, it's funny. Um, What's his what's his fiance's name? Willa. Yeah. What do you think about Willa when she's like, fuck it. (laughs) brilliant 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 <laughs> that she was a hooker and now she's like oh, love her just started dating i think that is a very smart kind of there's there's still main characters but not really and they are they're brilliantly casted like the the actors playing them it's like that's ex- those are exactly who they should be i can't imagine anyone else and i just love the way that they made us think for at least two minutes that maybe it should be connor that should be POTUS. and i'm like that's my fucking president <laughs> perfect to have like it's so like to have this super rich family and one of them is like no i'm not republican i'm this other abstract party <laughs> that because i don't really have like a basis of reality at all because i've just been super rich my whole life it's like yeah, perfect and it makes total sense though a hundred percent it makes total total sense do you have a favorite moment from succession oh oh to the og <laughs> Oh my God. Anytime Kendall sings. Hot. Oh, that's why you must, you were so sad. He didn't get to sing his song. Yes. At his he birthday. was practicing. He sounded so like his falsetto. <laughs> his falsetto. It, he sounded like a baby angel. Like he was so excited to sing that song. The, the practice, it was so beautiful. And like, his cunt ass girlfriend was like standing there in her dumb ass outfit, like on her phone. And I'm like, Kendall is singing. Tell him <laughs> how he sounds. Respect your man. Do you want him or not? Because I'll take him. <laughs> I can't. Um, I loved because you watch like the making of right like that stuff at the very end when they like talk to the directors and stuff Mm -hmm. and I like how uh, they didn't tell they no one knew what Jeremy was about to perform they just knew that he was going to perform so all of their reactions were like genuine reactions. Which is perfect. And then he goes, but it's also like kind of good. I'm like, it was it was good. (laughs) Carried a tune. He's like, honesty is such a lonely word. And I'm like, why does he sound good? Like, is that auto-tune or is that his voice? Is that another hidden talent of Jeremy Strong? I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. Like, even though the L to the LG song was my favorite, and also just it just shows how, oh my God, how disconnected rich like super wealthy white people are when he has such an appreciation for hip-hop music that at his fucking (laughs) birthday party he has like all these fucking killers and hustlers and amazing (laughs) people playing in the background and like (laughs) you know you know how they be in real life (laughs) so it's just insane with that but it's it's so good it's so good. It's it's written perfectly. And I love that it's written by British people who are basically mocking us. Yes. And it's yes. like they're mocking us, but is it mocking when it's the truth? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. These people are always going to be in power. 
Nothing and, as, and as they as he said, he goes, we wanted to think of something that like if it leaked on social media, we would not be surprised if some like rich person's gala, their son performed a rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it'd be that like cringy thing, but it would yep. totally track. Yeah, because you, you hear about it all the time, like Tyga, Lil Wayne, Drake. All these rappers are always hired to fucking perform at a 13 year old's bar mitzvah. Yep. I'm just like, you can appreciate the music, but you can't appreciate the person. But thank God on succession, it's whatever. You know, it's comedy. Like, but it's the truth. And I love that they're like constantly dragging these kind of people who act like that in real life. That's why yes. so many people like so many people love it, but then so many people hate it because it's like, oh, that's not how we are. And that's not, but it's no, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's a mirror. I loved in season one because uh, I found season one to be the funniest of all of really? them. It's kind of, I did. Yeah. It's like it's the darkest. And they're also like finding their characters. Like when I go back and rewatch them, like they look like babies and they look like they mm-hmm. hadn't quite figured it out yet. But when yeah. when when uh, Kendall goes to the meeting and mm-hmm. meets a bunch of drug addicts and then is back at their place like smoking crack and then Roman <laughs> yeah. comes and picks him up and he's like that showing Roman the so lighter <laughs> and he's just fucked up and doesn't care he's like there's like no stress it's super normal for Roman and then when they go back like Roman takes him back to the house and Kendall's in the window let's go family and he keeps <laughs> doing it <laughs> I love maniacal smile on his face <laughs> oh my god, yes. I, I for some reason I just always rewatched season three, like for the last few months since it aired. Season three is perfection. But then I like when I started the podcast, suck, like I rewatched, you know, from season one and it was so good, but that I forget to go back to these moments, like the one you said that's so funny, especially like on the it's either the first or second episode when Logan is in the hospital and like Shiv and Roman are beating each other's ass. Yes. <laughs> it's like this yeah. is such a sibling <laughs> moment. Like I will fucking do it. <laughs> I like that that whenever we get that connection, like the sibling side, it really helps the show have a heart because it for yeah. the most part it doesn't, but then you're like, oh, they are family, they are siblings. Yeah, like when they're smoking weed and like at Shiv's birthday and they're smoking mm-hmm. weed in the boat. Um, another great scene was the yacht. The yacht where they were discussing who's gonna go down, that like round table discussion where they're just throwing, they're just throwing each other under the bus. Roman mm-hmm. can't wait to be like Frank. I think Frank 100 percent It should be Frank. Like <laughs> he hates Frank. But I love that he hates Frank because Frank did not want to put up with his spoiled ass not exactly. working. <laughs> so he exactly. to this day hates Frank for it. <laughs> like, and it's been some time. Get over it, please. <laughs> but Frank so, does not care. <laughs> yeah, like for, that's what I was just about to say. Frank didn't give a fuck about it at all it's so funny (laughs) and just queen jerry in general is like (sighs) when she was talking about how she had a date (laughs) and roman got a little bit jealous but like they tried to play it off like he wasn't really jealous like he's just joking around i'm just like no like will they won't they like what's going on do you think they could actually do it? Do you think they could actually get them together as a couple? I don't know if they would be willing to no, go there. They it would be too distracting. It would be way too distracting for them to straight out do it. Yeah. We'd have too many I questions. Could see, I could see a hand job. 
maybe <laughs> I could see a hand job, but I could not see a full on. I can't either. It would just be such a huge decision to be like, we're just going to defy all stereotypes. It would kind of also like, like the show does a good balance of like seriousness and comedy, but to have them have sex like straight out would take it to a level where it's like, okay, there's no mystery there. Like there's no tension there. And then also it would just, I don't know, it, it, it would bring it down. And also Jerry deserves better than a hundred percent. Jerry deserves a, like a lovely man to treat yeah. her right. Yeah, we picked on Sug. I think that Jason picked Gerard Butler for Jerry. And I'm like, I actually want to see okay. Jerry get Gerard Butler. Oh yeah, so I love that. I also don't get that Adrian the Adrian Brody cameo. Like, okay. I know I, I was the same way, and I and I was talking about it with my friend. She's like, "Oh, I loved it." I was like, "I like it was okay." Was kind of, it was like you tried to kill Logan, so I kind of and, and I couldn't quite tell what his was. I'm like, "Are you doing this on purpose? Are you not doing this? Who are you calling to get that like it was very helicopter?" Uh, <laughs> he's just such like a character, like his voice and like his just his whole presence is a lot. Um, Sarsgard, I thought was really good. It is really good. I don't think that's the end of him. He's yeah. uh, he fits in perfectly as just like the wacky rich guy that's like jaded by everything because he's so rich. Exactly. He fit in perfectly, but I call him Tony Hawk because he looks exactly like Tony Hawk to me. He totally does. He, he totally does. I see like that. Him. But I love I his totally, parents. I totally see and that. What else? Oh, also just on Roman's sexuality in general. Like I like that when they had that episode where they're picking the president and he had that moment with that weird guy and they were in the bathroom and we just see Roman in the bathroom a lot in this series. And it's just like, we do. It's like, what is going on? I think that is a great. And they had chemistry. I feel ever like when he pulled up on him and they were talking, he's like, this is a guy that I can banter with like that is worthy of my banter. So I just I love how absolutely fucked up Roman is with sex. Uh, just like absolutely a mess. Doesn't have sex with his girlfriend, uh, but has a fantasy about Jerry and they all are just accepting of it and just know that Roman <laughs> is an absolute freak. Shiv right. is not even surprised. She's, She's not like, even like, yeah, Roman. Both of, Roman. Yeah, both of the, no, all the, I'm sorry, Connor, all three of the siblings <laughs> get that that's about what Roman is about, except Logan. I don't think he like really realize what's wrong with Roman until the dick pic situation. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't understand why it's so bad. <laughs> that he sent Jerry a dick pic. Like, I know that. I, and he's like, oh, she's ancient. Like, Logan, you better shut your ass up because you're about 80. Mm-hmm. So don't even call Jerry ancient. But I get it because, you know, men love dating women that are their daughter's age. So, well, I mean, look, Logan is fucking his assistant who's what, Do 28? We really think. Do we really think that they're fucking? You're right, because we've not gotten any confirmation on that. It's just been the assumption of this mm-hmm. of the kids. Um, 
And then she also and I, doesn't look that young. Like, I'm like, what are we talking about? Every time they're like, oh, she's like 18. And I'm like, which, what are we looking at the same person here? She looks like, like Carrie, she's 29 to me. Really? She looks young. Mm-hmm. Hard 29. But either way. Like a I hard feel, 29. <laughs> I feel like Logan needed to not call Jerry ancient when he is literally ancient. Something. Okay, final thoughts on succession. Oh my god. Okay, so best show ever. Yep. Yep. I it's not the, the crazy thing is I don't like these type of shows. I don't really like serious shows. I can do teen dramas, I can do fantasy like vampire diaries, like pretty little liars, shit like that. Um Game of Thrones, I didn't like, or Stranger Things, I didn't like until someone had someone had to physically be there and be like, okay, this person just did this. I'm like, huh, oh, okay. And then I, I got into it. But this show I watched by myself during the pandemic, and I didn't like it until the end of season two, where they had the mic drop moment. And then I'm like, this show is amazing like it's like if you don't like it give it a chance i sell that to everyone too give it a chance because there's not a person on this planet even if you just watch anime all day i feel like you you would love succession if you like serious shows if you like cartoons if you like reality only if you give this show a chance and you stick through it you will like it. You will realize the genius in it and you will not be able to put it. Because now, especially because I tried to watch, I got three episodes in when it first came out, like whatever year that was. And I was like, I don't get it. And I just dropped it. Just never went back. Then when you watch it in its entirety, and I have to agree with you, the end of season two, the way they wrap that season up, you're like, right. oh, I get it now. I I'm like, it. oh, he's going to eat shit. And then he's like, my father actually is the worst person on the And I'm like, oh, like and I the first thing, of course, gasped. the first thing I was like, but he knows you murdered someone. And then I'm like, oh, but yes. listen, he covered it up so he can't say anything. Yes. So now you so you have the power to it was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And season yeah. three, I think, has been their best season yet. Everyone like yeah. knows their place and it's just moving at the right speed. And so I think, good. yeah. So if you are not watching Succession, watch it you are you have the blessed fortune of having three full seasons right season three being the best season because they just figured out what they want to do and i bet you don't have to wait for anything like you have all the episodes out and if i could delete it from my memory i would delete it i know and rewatch it and fall in love all over again it's nothing like falling in love with the show Aaron, I can't get him to watch Succession. Really? You you can't get him to watch Succession? I can't get him to... Just like I can't get him to watch you. Like, there are three shows that I make everyone watch. (laughs) Succession, Euphoria, but most of all, you. Because you isn't even my type. Like, I'm not into, like, murder murder shit. He was my least favorite character in Gossip Girl. Um, And now he's the love of my life. So, (laughs) with that... It's like, I can't get him to watch Succession or You, but he watches Euphoria. So you can be on our Patreon where we can talk even more mm-hmm. about Euphoria. And what I want to do is call Kendrick, aka Reality and Comics 2 out on this podcast because he has been lying his ass off 
about watching Succession. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. He <laughs> promised me he would watch it. And he has not. He's over here watching everything else. He's watching Jocelyn's Cabaret. Yes. He's watching <laughs> Big Brother that airs 80 times a week. We watch The Bachelor together, which I, you know, love. We watch Bravo together, but we, he watches Euphoria. But I can't get him to watch Succession. So I need to call on you, your listeners, my listeners, everyone bully, cyber bully. I'm giving you permission to cyber bully reality and comics too <laughs> into watching Succession. And he's going to whoop my ass for saying this, but I mean it. Yeah, no, he would, he, he would love, he would love he would the story. Love, he he would love the writing. Love he, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for anyone who's watching it for the first time, I will say, um, like, you're not going to get a lot of the business stuff unless you're in media and unless you're in business and a lot of that shit. But uh, my biggest tip is to watch everything with captions on. Always, <laughs> always with I the captions on. without my captions. So just give it a chance, see it through. You'll love it and we'll love it for you. Thank Absolutely. you so much for inviting me on here. Like Girl. I have such, when you told me, oh, you need to reschedule. I'm like, no, I just need to finish a few things because <laughs> I want to talk about this. I will talk to anyone about this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people some. where to find you. Please follow me <laughs> at the dip first. T-H-E-D-I-P-E. I'm spelled, you know, everything. And also follow me at Bravo Wild Black. And follow me at my personal at underscore K-A-Y-A Wilson. And um, yeah, watch watch the shows. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe? All of the above? If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me A Coffee. Buy Me A Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.